Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm, oh gosh, I was trying to think of what my title is. <laughs> I'm Tommy Industry on a Sunday Insider. podcast. I'm, I'm your girly, Grace Aki. Yeah, it, I, I like Industry Insider. Well, Grace I don't Aki. like Industry Insider because um, it sounds like I'm about to lose my job. So I don't want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're not doing anything that's going to get you in trouble. But I will note, Today, January 13th, is not only my sister's birthday, it is also my late grandfather's birthday. Uh, my sister was born on his birthday. He would have been 102 today, I believe, is is how old he would have been. Uh, my sister, not 102. So over the over the weekend, we're going to have a number of different episodes. The latest episode of Jan Simpson's All the Drama will be hitting the regular feed on Saturday. It is already up in the Patreon feed. Uh, I have a couple of episodes that will be coming out over the weekend. The first one, I interviewed stage and screen star Jean Louisa Kelly. She has an upcoming concert at the Lori Beachman Theater. She was in the original cast of Into the Woods on Broadway, but she is probably most well-known for being one of the stars in such films as Uncle Buck opposite uh, John Candy, Mr. Holland's Opus. She also was featured in the Top Gun Maverick movie last year. Yes, love her. Yeah, so I have that coming up uh, on over the weekend as well. And then on Sunday, I believe, depending on when I can have the time, I'm going to have an episode talking about the first five shows I've seen in 2023. So stay tuned to that. Of course, we also have this week on Broadway. And if you want to hear all of those episodes before anybody else, head over to patreon.com slash broaderradio, broaderradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Grace, um, there was a lot. A lot happened on Thursday. And the first, the biggest story of the day is actually a story that we included on yesterday's episode because it was embargoed till 9 a.m. So we already knew about it. So if you listen to yesterday's episode in the regular feed, you already know all about the fact that Here Lies Love is going to be coming to the Broadway theater beginning this summer, starting on June 17th. If you usually listen in Patreon, it is in there as well, but it's a standalone episode that came out at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, we wanted to make sure we got that information to you as quickly as possible, but we did not want to break the embargo. So it's on Thursday's episode where I'm not going to get into all the details here, but wanted to mention it just in case you missed it. But that is far from the only story that we had break on Thursday. Grace, the next show announcement that we got was actually from the public theater. They announced the 61st season of Shakespeare in the Park at the Delacorte Theater. In previous seasons, and in most seasons, there are at least two productions that happened in Central Park. This season, there will only be one. It'll be an extended nine-week run of Hamlet, and then immediately following that, the Delacorte will undergo its previously announced renovations, which we already knew about. What's great about this production is not only will it be directed by the incredible Kenny Leon, who has a lot of experience not only... <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, doing Shakespeare in the Park, he did much, uh, much Ado About Nothing back in 2019. He's also one of the directors in residence at, at the Public Theater. It is also going to star the incredible Tony Award nominee, A2 Blanks and Wood from Slave Play. And then he also did As You Like It with Public Works at the Park. Um, he's going to be playing Hamlet, of course. This will be a huge production because one, it is running longer than most of these shows do. And it is the only one for the season, but that is great. It is starting on June 8th and is running through August 6th. But when you think about it, Grace, what a great combination this will be 
to go see maybe a matinee of Fat Ham, which of course, (laughs) yeah, of course, is coming to Broadway after its public theater production and then go to the park in the evening to go see the original. Like such a cool double feature of sorts or maybe go back to back nights. Um, Just very, very cool. What a great production. What a great group so far. And I cannot wait to see who else joins this company. I was going to say, there's some heavy other character players that we mm-hmm. I, we would absolutely anticipate to see who would fall into those categories. And I think that to your point, like Fat Ham and Hamlet both having this like public run-esque moment. And then like just I'm, I'm also like thrilled by all of it. It sounds so stupid of me, but like, I just, um, that is so exciting. And I, and I love the concept of like extending it, um, past their normal residency as far as the two shows are concerned. So, um, I'm really hoping that the turnout for this is fantastic as it should be. Yeah. This is a great mix. All good vibes here. Nothing bad about this whatsoever. Um, another show that we learned about that is going to be coming to a stage in the near future is not happening in New York, but is happening at the La Jolla Playhouse. It was first announced in, I believe, Variety, but it was confirmed by a press release later on in the day. But the icon herself, the Disney legend, the Tony winner, Adina Menzel, will lead a world premiere new musical called Redwood. It'll be part of the 2023-2024 season at La Jolla, so it'll be coming in February or March of 2024. This is a show that Menzel has actually been developing for over 20 years or for about 20 years with director Tina Landau. Uh, Landau will be directing and writing the book as well as co-writing the lyrics with composer Kate Diaz. The story of the show is essentially about um, a woman's journey driving across the country to kind of go to the Redwoods in California. It actually started as a much different story based on a real life person, a woman who is an environmentalist who essentially lived in a redwood tree for two years to prevent loggers from cutting it down. That is no longer at the heart of the story, but that is how it started to develop um, in the days just just post uh, Menzel's star turn in Wicked. Um, so very excited to see what becomes of this. Anytime you get a new musical with Adina Menzel, that also, of course, means that you might get a new play by, um, oh, what I forgot her name already, for who, uh, which way to the stage, um, Anna Nogueta, baby. Yeah. So if we get a new, if we get a new Adina show, maybe we get a new Anna show as well. Um, <sighs> but very, very cool. And I love that this is a new musical with, you know, completely original concept. Uh, we need more of that. And especially all women leading the production is uh, is very cool. The next bit of news is something that has kind of been blowing around the Broadway streets for a while, and I was actually starting to get a little confused and concerned about why it hadn't been announced yet, but the upcoming Broadway premiere of the musical adaptation of New York, New York announced its two stars on Thursday, and they are folks who are familiar to fans of both stage and screen. They are Colton Ryan, most recently seen on Broadway in Girl from the North Country. He was also featured in the Hulu series The Girl from Plain which starred Elle Fanning. He played her boyfriend, and I listened to a lot of TV podcasts, and a lot of them talked about him when they talked about 
um, this series about him being one of the standouts. So he's he's having a little bit of a moment. He was fantastic. And he was in the Dear Evan Hansen film. Right. He played he played Connor in Dear Evan Hansen. I wasn't going to mention that, but that's fine, too. Um, then we have Drama Desk Award winner Anna Uzuli, who will be playing the, the female lead Francine Evans. She made her Broadway debut in uh, Once on This Island and then, of course, became the original Catherine Parr in Six on Broadway. And she is also going to be soon seen on Apple TV Plus opposite Connie Britton and Taylor Schilling in the show Dear Edward that'll be coming up uh, in February, actually. But these two will be leading the show that'll be opening at the St. James Theater on April 26th. Previews begin on March 24th. And what's cool about this is to accompany the announcement, they released two songs, one of them each. Anna is singing But the World Goes Round, which is from the original film and has kind of become a a standard for Candor and Ebb and lends its name to the review of their work as well. And then Colton sings a new song called Music, Money, Love. Those are both available on the New York, New York Broadway.com website. So head over there and check those out. They're really, really good. Um, Grace, we've kind of talked about this. Like I was... I guess interested, but not like really interested and excited about this show because I just I, we still don't really know what it is. We know that it's um, four songs from the movie Candor and Ebb. It is a book written by David Thompson and co-written by Sharon Washington with additional lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda, directed and choreographed by Susan Stroman. That all sounds really good, but we don't really know what the show is. But when we started to hear about Colton and Anna joining the production, that's when I started to get interested because I really like both of them. Really liked Colton and Girl from the North Country. Loved Anna and Six. So I... I'm more excited about this now than I was when it was first announced. Still curious as to what it's like, what form it is. But these are these are wins for me. If you're not going to go big names and a lot of people were kind of assuming that perhaps Amanda Seyfried was going to be in this. That's not the case. Uh, But if you're going to go with like Broadway up and comers, I think this is this is kind of a home run for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that anytime you take on something with the iconic New York, New York title in it, I don't, I think it's go big or go home and especially um, invoking the work of Susan Stroman. I think it's kind of case in point that that's going to be the case. Um, I don't know exactly to your point of like the production of it. I'm really eager to see it. Famously, I had um, like a cuckoo reaction to the film, the original film that it's based on with De Niro and Liza Minnelli, um, which are huge shoes to fill and what better people to fill them with um, than these stars in the making um, with Colton and Anna. So um, yeah, I'm I'm eager to see it as well. Um, I can't wait to kind of see how the whole thing unfolds because again, like you said, you know, Candor and Ebb, plus a little dash of Lin-Manuel, like only going up from there. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what form this takes. Yeah. And they've said that this is not going to be a musicalized version of the film, which is probably good considering the content of that film. Um, but it's kind of going to be inspired by it. So I don't know what that means with Susan Stroman. You always assume that it's going to be heavily influenced by dance, but then like maybe not, um, you know, like with her work on producers, which had, There's nothing she can't do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So I'm excited to see what this is and exciting to see the next round of casting. One person we've kind of heard and I've teased quite a bit that we also know that is going to be in part of this cast, but has not been there yet. Um, uh, I'm excited about I'm excited about that one. So we will see what happens. I was like, I don't know. You're going to have to offline with me because I don't know what you've heard. No, I don't. Really? (laughs) I'm excited. Yes. (laughs) Well, I feel like. We are not conjoined twins, but if we were, you would know 
who I was talking uh, about. Oh, interesting. All not right, the all one, right. not the conjoined twin in Spain. Not that one. We don't need her. But the other one, I, I feel like uh, I feel like we've talked about, but maybe not. Anyway, moving on, we had other casting news for something that is not yet coming to Broadway, but will be coming to Broadway. That is the additional casting for the Paper Mill Playhouse premiere of Disney's Hercules. We already know that Bradley Gibson, Schuler Hensley, James Monroe Eigelhart, Isabel McCullough are all going to be leading that production. We've talked about that. The rest of the cast was announced on Thursday, and it includes Jeff Blumenkrantz as Panic, Reggie DeLeon as Pain, and then the Muses. Oh will... my God. No, no. Oh, are we no. stopping? Hold okay, on go for ahead. the rest of that. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I good. have been, that is the only announcement that I have been excited about is who is Pain and Panic, and I just threw my phone across the room of how excited I was. So keep going with these announcements, but just know that grace is fulfilled. Okay. Cause, cause the muses are fantastic as well. So we have charity, angel Dawson, Tiffany, Mann, Anastasia McCleskey, destiny, Ray, and Rashidra Scott. So those are all like oh, heavy shoot. hitters. Like those are legit yeah. people who could be leading shows and I know the muses are like a lot of people's favorite parts of Hercules. So like those are like legit big time. And folks. These are also these are big shoes to fill as well. You've got mm-hmm. LaShawn's. You've got uh, Lilius White like there. The, if you go back and look at the original, which I don't think I have to tell the Broadway listeners <laughs> to, because I think that they all know and are well versed in it. But like look up any video of Tiffany Mann on YouTube from her mm-hmm. days that, you know, the diner singing uh, waitress, which is like basically how she got her role in the show itself. Yeah. Um, they're all stunning singers Charity in their Angel own Dawson right. Well. Charity. Yeah. With the with the uh, Carolina Change album nominated for granny thank you so much uh, broadwayrecords.com but yeah it's um that is so fantastic news yeah really really just fantastic excited about that we have the entire company as well with the ensemble this is coming to broadway it already i i disney already has a plan for the houses and what it's going to do so just keep an eye out for that unless something goes horribly wrong um in in New Jersey which I don't think that it will. Um the show begins performances on February 16th and is currently scheduled to run through March 19th. Paper Mill stuff can't extend so it might have another week or two in it but it is eyeing the Broadway sooner rather than later. Um interestingly enough Grace you evoked the name of Robert De Niro and I'm going to talk about him at least tangentially a little bit more in this next story. This story is also not one for anybody who is triggered by the term Nepo babies or that whole concept so just I'm, I'm warning you but yesterday we got the complete casting announcement for the Brooklyn Academy of Music production of Lorraine Hansberry's The Sign and Cindy Brewstein's Window. We already know that it's going to be starring the iconic stage and screen stars Oscar Isaac and Rachel Brown. It begins performances on February 4th. We now know the rest of the company, and it will include Gus Burney, the daughter of Reed Burney and Constance Schulman. It also will star Julian De Niro, the son of Robert De Niro and Tukey Smith. It will also star Glenn Fitzgerald, who I don't know who his parents are, but I'm going to guess F. Scott and Zelda. Uh, it will also feature Andy Gratolution, late of the uh, classic stage company production of Assassins, and of course Tootsie on Broadway as well. Miriam Silverman, uh, Raphael Nash Thompson, and others. We will have the complete casting announcement in the show notes. Uh, but that's a really good cast. I, I I cannot say that I'm super familiar with either Gus Burney or Julian De Niro's acting uh, chops, but they certainly come from good legacy. That's for sure. Moving on to another show 
that uh, unfortunately I have to talk about uh, people who come from famous parents, but Signature Theater uh, announced the complete casting for the off-Broadway premiere of Samuel D. Hunter's 2011 Obie Award-winning dark comedy, A Bright New Boise. The show will be directed, as many Samuel D. Hunter shows are, by Oliver Butler, and it'll run January 31st through March 12th at the Pershing Square Signature Center. The cast will include Anna Baryshnikov, I think you can guess who her father is. Uh, Ignacio Diaz-Silverio, Ava Kaminsky, Peter Mark Kendall, and Agnes O'Brien. We will have the complete cast listing as well as the creative teams in the show notes if you want to check that out. And then the final casting announcement that I have in this one today is a show, Grace, that I believe you already have a ticket to. It is a New York Theater Workshop's How to Defend Yourself. This is a show that was conceived by Liliana Padilla and she co-directs along with Rachel Chavkin and Steph Paul. It is set to run from February 22nd through April 2nd. This show, I don't think, features anybody who is uh, the offspring of a famous parent or two, but it does star Amaya Braganza, Sebastian Delis Casas, Jason Lee, Ariana Mahalati, Tegan Meredith, Gabriela Ortega, Sarah Marie Rodriguez, and Talia Ryder. So if you want to hear more about this show, again, head over to the show notes. Grace, what are your thoughts on Nepo babies? Oh, come on, Matt. <laughs> I wish I wish my dead dad was famous. Um, I, I Here's the thing. I like it when people, because you can't pick who your parents are, okay? Mm-hmm. The, only, the only thing I'll say about it is that I have always appreciated when people that are the product of uh, just, nepotism just exists. We can't, you can't help it if you're born to famous mm-hmm. parents, people with privilege. Um, but I've always appreciated when people have taken the time to acknowledge that, that, um, that privilege. And, you know, we've, we've said it uh, and I'll say it again, Ben Platt has always been very forthcoming about his ability to uh, just all of it. He's like, I'm, I was so, so privileged to be able to do this because of, you know, my father's work and all this stuff. So I'm, you can't pick who your parents are, but when you do have opportunities and windows to say, how grateful or thankful, even if it's just one time, I'm always giving giving the uh, the benefit to those people. When people say that doesn't exist and they are the product of it, that's when I go, oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's like it's not recognizing, and then that's when it starts to feel bad. Um, but even Allison Williams was on, you know, Andy Cohen's show, and she mentioned the same that, thing yeah. as well. Somebody asked her about Nepo babies, and she had a wonderful response. And it's like, yeah, little things like that. Like I, I have to give them another you know, a tip of the hat to say like, thank you for understanding that that does exist and that you are benefiting, but that you continue to do the work and that's all you can do. The only thing you can do is acknowledgement. When, when you don't acknowledge it, that's when I go, okay. <laughs> and not that you have to throw that in every interview, but like it will come up at this point. And especially with the conversations that go on, especially with the New Yorker article. So I'm always thankful. And I always try to uh, yeah, I just always try to to signal out whenever someone does take the time to do that because that's important to me. Yeah, that, to me, that New Yorker article was hot garbage. But mainly the reason because when you say the term nepotism, that has obviously for a lot of legitimate reasons, negative connotations. But when you have people and Ashley and I talked about this a couple days ago, like Ben Platt is insanely talented. Like what, whatever you think about him and, and everything that's happened post Jervin Hansen, like yeah, I think we're not. Talented. I think the nepotism conversation has nothing to do with talent and right, all but to I think do it with, does. Yeah, I, I, I it shouldn't. Oh, okay. I, it shouldn't. I think. But what I what I mean is that, like, I think when people say the term like nepo babies, that infers that they only got 
these opportunities because of who their parents are. And again, 100% that that privilege exists and they certainly get, the, helps them, you know, get their foot in the door and gives them opportunities. But it kind of, to me, the way I read it is that like, they don't deserve any of anything from it. And in a lot oh, of cases, goodness. when you, when you get into the, who deserves what conversation, I think we yeah. get nowhere. <laughs> Let's move on to something much less controversial and much more fun. Over the the past few days, a lot of people have been at the Hard Rock Hotel in Mexico as part of Brandy Carlisle's Girls Just Won a Weekend, including our friend Rebecca Michelson is there as well, Grace. And what this is, it's a week of concerts and fun stuff that is going on. So many great people, in addition to Brandy Carlisle, Maren Morris is there, Winona is there, Brandy Clark, who is one of the songwriters for the upcoming Broadway musical Shucked, is there. Shucked? Yeah, there mm-hmm. we go. I got the Shucked plugged in, don't worry. And also there is one Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles took to the stage with Brandy Carlisle to do a rendition of She Used to Be Mine. If you are a Sarah Bareilles fan, chances are Probably fairly good. You are also a Brandy Carlisle fan, especially if you like Cerberellis's pop music as well. If you only know her from Waitress and maybe aren't familiar with Brandy Carlisle, she is an incredible uh, performer. And to hear these two duet on that song, which I literally, I listen to it so much on Spotify that when I just do like my favorite musicals playlist, it comes up at least every 15 minutes. So I've heard Jesse Mueller sing that song so much. I've heard Sarah Bareilles sing it so much because it's on her uh, mm-hmm. the album she put up. So I hear it all the time. But to hear Sarah and Brandy do it together is really incredible. So that's my feel-good recommendation. I will have a link in there. Have you watched it yet, Grace? Yes, I have in my folder to watch. <laughs> so okay. no, I haven't. I know. But you you like, have to you know, work. I, have like a- I know. Yeah. No, but it's funny because I have all this content saved of like things that I catch up on at night. And that's one of them because we have so many friends that are there. Um, but this is really exciting. And she's someone that I've just admired for so long and been excited. If you haven't seen her um, SNL uh, performance as well, you could watch that because it's pretty spectacular. Recently um, was the musical guest, I think, a couple weeks ago. So um, all that to say is that I can't freaking wait. Yeah. And I didn't she perform at Carnegie Hall uh, last yes. year is what she did, like a, a, a Joni yeah. Mitchell Blue album performance at Carnegie Hall, I think, uh, a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget, tons of content in the feed. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday. 